Welcome to the Rapid Response RN Podcast, helping you keep your finger on the pulse of your patient's condition with real-life stories from the front lines of nursing. This podcast can help you sharpen your assessment skills, improve your ability to recognize the signs and symptoms of your patient's decline, be inspired to speak up and advocate, and know how to jump into action to promote the best outcome for your patients. Hey everybody, I'm your host, Sarah Lorenzini, a rapid response nurse and educator who loves telling stories to teach critical thinking. On today's episode, I'm going to be answering the question, which nursing specialty should I go into? I've got this question for years, and because I've worked both ED and ICU, I have a lot to share, not just from my own experience, but from working with and talking to my colleagues about the differences within the specialties. So there's a lot you should consider about the challenges for each area before making the move towards one or the other. But before I dive into this question, I have some good news. My Rapid Response and Rescue course is live. You can check it out at rapidresponseandrescue.com. And I am doing a special promotion for my podcast listeners, so I have a coupon code that I want to send you. Just pop over to Instagram and DM me with the phrase podcast, and I will send you the coupon code for $10 off the cost of the course. In case you missed the announcement, this course is a quick one-hour introduction to what the nurse's role is when the patient is crashing. I basically go through how I respond to a patient that I'm concerned about, what I assess first, what am I looking for, what am I thinking through, and prioritizing in the initial assessment and management of the patient. There is so much more that I want to cover, and I am currently building a much bigger, more in-depth course, but I'm waiting for the CEU approval to launch that one. In the meantime, I know this one is going to help so many nurses. It has all the things that I wish someone would have set me down and walked me through when I started as a new nurse. It's tips and tricks and approaches that took me years to obtain, and I want you to have them so you can feel competent and confident as you approach emergencies. So head on over to Instagram, shoot me a message. You can just type podcast and I'll know what you mean and give you the coupon code. Or I would love to meet you and hear what kind of nurse you are, what you are aspiring towards, and either how the podcast has helped you or if there are topics that you would like me to cover. I look forward to meeting you and sharing this course with you. You can find me on Instagram as the rapid response RN. Okay, back to the Q&A. So first, let's talk about the specialties. So I started my career as an ER nurse, and then I went to the cardiac ICU, and then I started teaching as a nursing professor part-time, and I was working on the rapid response team at my hospital. Uh, I ended up as a nursing professor full-time, and then back to the ER as the ER educator, and then now currently working as uh, the rapid response supervisor at my hospital. So done lots of things. The one that I've never done full-time is med surge. But let me tell you, med surge is most definitely a specialty. <laughs> Those nurses face just as many challenges. It's just different challenges. So when people ask me, which one should I do? I want to be in a specialty. I want to be in a specialty. Med surge is a specialty. <laughs> So just a little backstory, um, whenever I was about to start teaching as a nursing professor, I had this realization. I was like, oh my God, I'm about to teach med surge next week. <laughs> I've never worked med surge in my life. 
So I called my friend who was the director of a message floor and I was like, hey, can I pick up some shifts on your unit just to kind of like get the feel of it? And she goes, Sarah, um, have you ever had more than four patients? And I was like, um, a couple times in the ER, I had some like, I'd pick up an extra one here, went for one to be discharged. She's like, girl, it's going to kick your butt. <laughs> she was so right. So I started my shift. I had six patients and I basically never caught up. Like, I don't think I got all of my meds passed until 11 or 12. (laughs) And then I was still charting at 2 PM. It was just so much. There's so much to delegate, so much coordinating. This one's going to x-ray. This one's going to CAT scan. This one's coming back from procedure. Like it was, it was a lot to manage. And it was very humbling from, I would say a veteran ER and ICU nurse to be thrown into med service to realize, oh my gosh, they are so busy. How do they, how do they do this? So I would say all the specialties have their role, have their place. There's definitely certain nurses that are drawn to certain environments based on the personality. So let's kind of break those down. Let's start with what makes the ER awesome. So man, I loved ER because I loved the fast pace. I love the constant new challenge. I love the diversity of patient populations. You have pediatrics, you have the elderly, you have heart problems, you have lung problems, you have brain problems. You just never know what you're going to get. I love responding to people in crisis. I love being there for patients on the worst day of their life. And when patients come to the ER, usually they're not expecting that. And I feel like I have the ability to bring like calm and hope and peace in a really hard situation. And so therefore I like being in the ER. So that's the, that's the good side. (laughs) Let's talk about the good side of ICU nursing. So when I started as an ICU nurse, I was like, I only have two patients, two, that's it. (laughs) But two patients can definitely keep you busy when they're trying to die the entire shift. There's a lot more brain power that I had to kind of tap into. I feel like as an ER nurse, my feet hurt from just running, running, running all day. And as an ICU nurse, my brain hurt trying to think through, okay, this is their SVR, this is their stroke volume, this is their cardiac index, and this, all these different numbers trying to figure out what's the best way to titrate the drips. So my brain hurt as an ICU nurse. I actually did a lot more sitting because there was more to document, there's more to think through. You're kind of like um, mulling over all of the hemodynamics and the lab values, what to do next. Uh, Definitely a different environment. What I did love about ICU is my OCD was so happy there. I had the time and the space to get all of my cables straightened and organized. I would line them all up perfectly and label everything and color code it. And oh, it was wonderful. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about what makes the ER challenging. And again, this is different for everybody. For me, the biggest challenge was I just never felt like I was caught up. I never felt like I had done everything that I wanted to do. You know, just when you finally get a hold of what is the patient's diagnosis, we finally have one, okay. What are their lab values? Um, What is the plan of care? Now they're just scooped up out of your hands. And all the little things that I wanted to do, you know, like get grandma all cleaned up and wash her feet and brush her hair and all those little things I often did not have time for. And that was really frustrating for me because I wanted to get to know my patients. And just when I feel like I was just starting to get to know with them and connect with them, then they finally got to bed and I had to call report and, and lose them. So that was really hard for me. There's also like the chronic abuse of the ER uh, and abuse of the ER nurses too. I mean, there's just a lot of people 
that are in a bad spot in life and they come to the ER hoping for a fix or there's a gazillion reasons people come to the ER, Um, a break from jail, a break from their home life, a break from the streets, whatever it is. So there's definitely a lot of emotional challenge, some of the patients you have to care for. And then of course, there's a lot of loss. I mean, I know there's loss in every department, but as an ER nurse, you do see a lot of people pass and that's a lot of young people sometimes. So just constantly having to handle the families and support them when they just found out like the worst news ever. That was really, really hard for me. Um, the charting in my experience, ER charting is actually more brief than anywhere else in the hospital, but it's because you're turning over a patient like every 30 minutes. So you don't have as much time to go in depth about all of their medical history and what year was the appendectomy and every little detail. It's like get the, get the minimum in, get in the computer, next, 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 next. So you're, you're always being pushed to like next patient, next patient, next patient. So I think that's that was the big challenge for me working in ER. The ICU, what was challenging is, this is just for my personality, I would like do all the things, get them all titrated, um, get all the labs back, all the medications are, you know, in the patient. I've documented everything. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm ready for another one. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, ER nurse, you're in the ICU now. This is your patient for the next 12 hours and the next three shifts. <laughs> you, you will really, really get to know this patient. So if it's a patient that you love, awesome because you can really connect with them and their family and just really it's a great opportunity to really get to know your patient when i worked icu i kept in my locker detangling spray and like fancy razors with the five blades on them and stuff to make people smell good and lotion and all the things to really dote on my patients and make them feel comfortable and clean and i love that aspect of it but sometimes you would get a patient and their family that were especially challenging and that was your patient for 12 hours for the next three days, just you and them. I remember I told a patient one time, I was like, all right, well, if you need anything, you know, here's your call bell. You can give me a call and you know, I'll, I'll be right here. She goes, why would I press the call bell? You just sit outside the door and stare at me the entire time. I was like, that's true. Yep. I will also be outside the door, just staring at you and your vital signs. So you can just kind of wave your hand and I'll, I'll come on in if you need anything. <laughs> So the ICU is also challenging because there's a lot to document. I mean, Q1 hour, Q2 hour documentation for a lot of things. There's a lot more vital signs you're keeping track of. In addition to vital signs, there's all the hemodynamic parameters. So cardiac index, stroke volume, SVR. I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many different things. And if the patient has a device, then you're keeping track of all the numbers from the device. So if they're on continuous dialysis or if they have an impella or a balloon pump or whatever the device is, there's numbers there that you're documenting. Um, There's just a lot to document. So for someone who's like not super stoked about documentation, I want to be in the room with the patient touching them. Uh, that was hard for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I spend more time at this computer writing down numbers of things that I did than actually doing the things themselves. So that was that was challenging for me. Let's talk a little bit about the types of personalities that I feel like do well in those two different environments. So ER nurses, I would say they have to be okay with chaos. They have to be okay with like 
plans changing. You know, you, you know, you got all your drugs in your hand or in your pocket. You're ready to go medicate room three and oh, nope, a trauma's coming in. Oh, nope. Now in room four seizing. Oh, like there is no way to really anticipate what your shift's going to be like. You don't like get a report sheet and you can plan out all of your antibiotics that are due throughout the day. Like there's no planning of the day. It is constantly just responding to demands, flying by the seat of your pants. There's no way to anticipate what your shift, how your shift's going to go. Um, I remember, you know, nursing school, they give you like the template for how to take report. So I show up my first day as an ER nurse in my little template and my preacher just laughed at me like, what are you going to do with that? Like, There's no way you're going to be able to keep track of the 25 patients you're going to care for today, the 30 patients you're going to care for today with that little form right there, it's constantly going to be changing. So you, you get good at kind of keeping track of things in your head. Unfortunately, just because there's so much turnover, it's so, so busy. So nurses that do well are ones that they're okay with things being messy without being able to have a chance to put a bow on everything. They have to be like quick thinkers, quick decision makers. If you like to stew and analyze and all that, Honestly, there's just not time for it in the ER, but ER nurses are awesome. They are hardworking. They are advocates. They tend to be stronger personalities, um, willing to go head to head with whoever they need to, family members, the physicians, whatever needs to happen to advocate for their patients because they recognize that time is of the essence and there's emergencies happening. And so as far as like prioritization, they get really good at figuring out who needs their attention the most. Um, in that moment. And the hard part is being okay with sometimes having to, I don't want to say neglect, but not be able to give the attention you want to one patient because there's another one that's crashing. And that's really hard as an ER nurse. Um, What kinds of personalities do well in the ICU? So if you've ever been told that you're OCD, if you love color coordinating and making everything straight and labeled and perfect, if you like to plan and analyze and think through, and if you love learning about every little detail of every little thing, then you probably would like the ICU because you are expected to keep track of and be fully aware of every detail about your patient. It's a big transition to go from ER to ICU. I remember my ICU colleagues saying things like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm getting this patient. I haven't even gotten a report yet. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, that is that is every patient when you work in the ER. You do not get a report. you just like, oh, look, there's a patient in my room. Like, let me go figure out what they're here for. Hi there, what are you here for? Like, you really just have to figure it out as you go. Um, or they're like, oh my gosh, they, I can't believe this in this patient from the OR. I hadn't even set my room up yet. I was like, set your room up? Wow, must be nice to set your room up before the patient comes. In the ER, there's no time to make the room specific for that patient's needs. You just kind of have to have a general clean room and you, you you make it happen. Or they would say the thing like, oh my gosh, this patient came up and their sheets were so messed up and their cables were all tangled and they had alcohol wipes in the bed with them. Well, if you could see what it's like in the ER, you would be more understanding of your patient that's a little disheveled because the ER nurse probably had this patient for 45 minutes, maybe an hour. They haven't had time to get every little thing straightened out and perfected and labeled like you do in the ICU. So I wish every specialty got to spend time in different departments to so we could have some grace and understanding of each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses based on what we're expected to do in that role. So in summary, I really loved the ICU. What was challenging was there's just so many details that you're expected to keep track of. You know, I, when I worked ICU, I never had more than two patients. 
I know now with where nursing is heading because we're so short-staffed, a lot of ICU nurses are taking three patients, and that is a lot to have three patients that are vented, especially if you have some sort of device on the patient. I I honestly don't know how ICU nurses are, are pulling that off. ICU nursing is challenging in a different way than ER nurses. Overall, I would say what makes ICU nursing challenging is just the amount of details that you're expected to keep track of and the fact that your patients are, all of them are so very sick and you have to be so dialed in and tuned in to their hemodynamics, their lab values, their clinical presentation, and be able to predict when the patient's going to decline. And that is a heavy load to bear, especially when you think about all the drips that you're titrating and all the little numbers that you have to keep straight so that you don't kill somebody. ICU nursing is is very, very challenging, but it's also very rewarding to get to really spend time and bond with those patients. The last specialty I want to talk about that I feel like does not get the credit they deserve is progressive care unit or intermediate care nursing. This is a very challenging specialty. You know, they're supposed to have quote-unquote stable patients that need closer monitoring. So yeah, the patients aren't on pressors or high vent settings, but they need closer monitoring for a reason. Like, they are sick and they are busy. So you mix the busyness of med surge nursing with all of the med passing and teaching about their diagnosis and the need for ambulating and three meals a day, plus the awareness that this patient is still very sick or still at high risk of becoming unstable at any moment. So I would say the joy of being a progressive care unit nurse is getting to see patients make that turn for the better. You know, you're the ones that get to see the anine gap close with DKA patients or watch the septic patient turn the corner and kind of perk up to see the post-surgical patients go from puny to walking in the halls a couple days later. The downside is they get some really, really busy patients and their assessment skills have to be keen because they don't have all of the advanced hemodynamic monitoring to know what's happening on the inside of the patient. They have to fully rely on their assessment skills determine if the patient is improving or worsening. So here is my summary of what I think the strengths are and what makes each specialty unique. So I'd say ER nurses, they're quick on their feet. They can make decisions quickly. They have to be okay with everything being chaotic and not perfect and taking action without knowing all of the details. They have to be able to share space with people who are in absolute crisis, not take things personally, and definitely have to be a team player. I would say if you are an introverted person who prefers to work alone, you will be miserable in the ER because you and your patient will die if you're trying to fly solo without help. The ER nurses really, really need each other, literally, to save the patient's lives. Um, ICU nurses need to be very detail-oriented. I would say good ICU nurses are nosy. And I don't say nosy in a bad way. They want to know everything, every lab, every med, how it works, every single detail that pertains to their patient so they can make the best, most informed decisions about the patient's care. They have to be meticulous with every intervention because screwing up just one decimal point could cause major harm for the patient. They're really good at analyzing, planning ahead, keeping multiple data points in their head at one time, ICU nurses are known for being a tad OCD, and that's because most of them truly are. But I would say in that department, that's a strength. 
So in the ER, obsessing over like the orderliness of the lines and the monitor cables would just slow you down. And I would say get in the way of providing the best care for your patients. But in the ICU, yes, do it. Straighten them all out, make everything perfect. I would say labeling safe lives. Med search nurses, to me, are the master planners and delegators. They have to quickly come on shift, eyeball an entire team of patients, which can be like six, seven patients, determine who needs them first, delegate tasks uh, to the rest of the like ancillary team members. They have to kind of make a schedule for the shift and somehow pass all of those meds to all of those patients before 10 a.m. Messers nurses are amazing care coordinators and what they do is so very important. So if you hear someone say, I wanna go into a specialty in nursing, tell them every type of nursing is a specialty, every type. Messers is absolutely a specialty. What they do is very, very valuable. There's so much more that could be said about the dozens of nursing specialties but I personally spend the most of my time on med surge, PCU, ICU, and ER, so that's what I know. But if you are entering nursing or considering transferring to a different department, I would say take time to really consider what environment you would thrive in. Like, don't just go to the ER because you think they get cool stuff, you know, or like what you see on TV is not accurate, what ER is actually like. And, you know, the cool stuff, quote unquote, the cardiac arrest or like the the weird stories of things that patients put in different orifices, like whatever crazy stuff you think happens in the ER, that's actually not what's going to make you happy. I would say consider more like the flow and the pace of the unit. If you don't like getting a new admission where you are now, imagine getting a new admission every 30 minutes. <laughs> If you get overwhelmed with too many details, don't go to the ICU. It's all about the details. If you can't multitask to save your life, don't go to med surge because those nurses are master multitaskers. I mean, no nursing job is easy, but they're all challenging for different reasons. Like what stresses me out might be enjoyable for you. What's easy for me, might make for the worst day for someone else. So be honest with yourself. Take time to consider what you love, what makes you feel alive, what stresses the heck out of you, and kind of let that guide your decision, not what looks cool on TV. Because no matter where you end up, it's going to be rewarding because caring for other humans is just innately rewarding. And if you want to be somewhere that gives you the pace that allows you to function at your best, that's probably the best thing as far as helping you make your decisions. Think about the pace, think about the culture, think about the flow, not just like the cool factor of what types of patients you're caring for. So I hope that answers your question. Share this episode with a friend that might be asking the same thing. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, come check me out at the Rapid Response RN. And if you want to learn more about my course that just launched, you can find it at rapidresponseandrescue.com. Well, that's it for today's episode. If you like this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You can shoot me an email with questions or comments, and it would mean so much if you could take a moment to write a review on iTunes, as this helps more listeners find this podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope you learned something that will save a life. Remember, nursing is a team sport, so trust your intuition and don't give up advocating until you are confident you've done what's right by your patient. You've been listening to the Rapid Response RN Podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of Sarah Lorenzini and hers alone. 
They are not intended as medical advice and should not take the place of your institution's policies or procedures. Evidence-based practice is ever-changing, and your patient's care should reflect the current best practice. If you want to get in contact with Sarah, you can find her at RapidResponseRNPodcast at gmail.com or on the Rapid Response RN Podcast Facebook page, as well as the podcast website, RapidResponseRN.com.